You're listening to the Overcast. Part of the Oversoul Gaming Channel. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Overcast. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul, here again with my co-host, Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend. And we're bringing you sunshine on a cloudy day. Yeah. This podcast is <laughs> this podcast is focused on entertainment, and we try our hardest to be entertaining. Absolutely. Nick, how are you doing? What's what's up with you? What's new? Anything noteworthy at the moment? Oh man, I um I I'm I've actually uh, got a lead on a job. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, for one, it's uh, this whole financial situation that I've got myself in right now. It's not ideal, but hopefully tomorrow brings some good news of uh, potential apl- employment at Vinny's. So you're going to detail. fill out paperwork, right? That's usually a step that they don't uh, they don't have you do unless they want you. I mean, you're getting a background check and all that. That basically means if your ba- if your yeah, background it's... check passes, you're in. From what yeah. I understand, I've got a squeaky clean background. I mean, I I mean, I kind of had to when I when I was working for security. Right, right, right. Yeah, you used to be uh, you used to be the Punisher, huh? You used to. Go around knocking I mean, heads together. I just, I, no, I just sat at the sat at the computer watching the 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 cameras all night, and while simultaneously simultaneously watching like movies and TV shows on my phone underneath my computer monitor. Ah, so you were a professional <laughs> voyeur. That pretty much. Fly also on a, a wall, consum- if you may. Also a consumer of entertainment, clearly. And that yes. is why you have found a home as a co-host on this here podcast focused on entertainment. Because even while you were at work, you had your nose in the videos. I sure did. And I understand the feeling, because I do the same thing right now. But that's why it pays to have jobs like that, where you can do such things. I mean... Exactly. At least you weren't and like Homer should... Simpson falling asleep at the monitor all day. I mean, I... I... I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I did catch myself falling asleep every once in a while, but I would always, like, I would basically fight it. Ah, uh, okay. I wouldn't, like, straight well, up, like, <sighs> knock well, to out. to be fair, I'm assuming you weren't, you weren't guarding <laughs> a nuclear plant, though. No, I was a security guard at an Amazon warehouse. Oh, okay, so you were just guarding people's impulse purchases. Got it. That part. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you know how it is around here. Same old, same old. Some things <clears throat> change and some things mostly stay the same. The only thing that's really changed around here is the weather, which went from warm to ridiculous again in the matter of days. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. It went from, hey, yep. summer's come early to, holy shit, it's winter again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't understand what is going on. Well, we all know what's going on, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> That's not... Right. Oh, 
But, all right then. Sounds like you've had, uh... It sounds like you've had an interesting week, and it's about to get even more interesting, it seems. And I Absolutely. wish you best of luck I'm... with this job. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to get back to work, because I've been going stir-crazy, and when I get stuck in my head, it's never a good thing. Uh, yes, and once you've had some money saved up, you can finally adopt a precious little adorable bundle of fluff. Yes, I'm excited. Kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. All right, well, with that in mind... Um... I say we just go ahead and jump straight into the media corner. How about you? That sounds like a plan to me. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! All right, now welcome to the media corner, the part of the show where we recommend things to you that we liked, or we complain about things that we didn't like, or we tell you about some media-related news that caught our interest. Any and all of the above is welcome here at the media corner. I will kick us off today because I binged a show. Uh, like speaking what of show watching did you things, binge? <laughs> speaking of watching things at work, right? And how appropriate right. for me. I work in a school at night, and I decided to watch a show about a school full of ghosts. <laughs> so, oh Lord! <laughs> but it's not. It's not a scary show. So this show is called. It's called School Spirits, and it follows this girl named Maddie who uh, okay. wind, winds up dead, and she has no memory of how she wound up dead. Unlike the other ghosts in the school who all remember their final day, final moments, she does not for some reason. So she is, with the help of her new ghost friends and one of her living friends who she can mysteriously communicate with somehow – even though they can't communicate with anyone else, just just that just the one person, uh, she's trying to solve mm. the mystery of her own death from as a ghost from beyond the grave. <clears throat> and this show it it introduces some very interesting things. Well, it's it's a comedy drama <clears throat> mystery with some with some suspense, but it's not scary, you know, it's not like a Ooga Booga type deal. This is Okay. Um this is uh like a, this is an easy watch, I would say actually. It's a very easy watch. It's not that hard to follow. But it's very captivating because every episode has you thinking someone else killed her. You know? Like every what, episode what, uh, every what, what streaming what platform is this on? Oh, this is on Paramount Plus. I probably should have said that in the first place, but um, okay. it's only one season in, and the first season is only okay. eight episodes. And that's not bad. No, not bad at all. And it's very clear by the end of the season that they plan on continuing the story. They're obviously there's going to be more, but um, the first season. All I can say is the way it ends is something I could have not ever possibly predicted. Like I went through a thousand theories in my head, and never once did I could I, did I land on what what actually happened. And that is the big thing. The, every episode of this show ends with a cliffhanger or a plot twist that makes you want to keep watching. <clears throat> I binged the first season in two days. <laughs> so oh jeez, 
yeah, that's how that's how much I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. And they they introduced nice. some very interesting concepts, like the ghosts can interact with objects in the real world, but it doesn't affect them in the real world, right? So say gotcha. you have your, your cell phone sitting next to you. The ghost can pick up your phone. They can look at it. They can interact with it. They can look at the shit in it. But you would never know because in the real world, in the living world, your phone is still sitting there on the desk next to you. It hasn't moved. But in their other world that they live in, which runs parallel to ours, they have now their own version. Like they basically made a copy of it when they pulled it from our world into theirs. And now they have their own version of it. Well, the one in the real world stays intact. Yep. It's it's yeah, it's a very interesting concept and it leads to some and the ghosts they can still taste things and shit. So it's like and it's weird, one of the ghosts actually died of a peanut allergy, and if he eats stuff he's allergic to as a ghost, he'll still swell up. So Okay. Yeah. So they got uh, they got stuff like that, but all of them are just trying to move on. You know, they're trying to f- finish their unfinished business and move on. And Maddie kind of helps some of them do that in the process of trying to solve her own murder. Gotcha. The, so, okay. Yeah, I, I highly that recommend that. Sounds interesting. Show. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, now is the time <clears throat> to get into it because it's only one season in, and the season finale just came out last week. So okay, last week at the time of recording this, by the way, which is April eighteenth. So uh, by the time yeah. you're hearing this, it'll probably be like the end of April, close a year or so. So like you know, <laughs> so. yeah. All so right. one of the one of the things I wanted to bring up um, that that piqued my interest. Two of my favorite things. Uh, WWE and Twitch. Now, posted. This was posted on Facebook by Dirt Sheet Radio. It's uh, they have their own like wrestling podcast where they where they uh, where they talk about all things wrestling. And they posted on their Facebook. It says Fightful reports WWE has reached a new deal with Twitch to allow talent the pro wrestlers to stream with almost no restrictions now before they were <clears throat> before um uh when they found out that the WWE superstars were like streaming on Twitch and making money from it they uh basically got told by WWE management to um basically take it down because that's they're basically it's basic, essentially a second job, and they didn't want that because they were under contract. The revenue will be a three-way split between WWE, Twitch, and the talent. Twitch and the Twitch and talent will take the vast majority of the split. I think that's cool because there is a lot of um, wrestlers that they they actually sit there they'll they'll sit there and play video games. Uh, some of the, some of my favorite wrestlers, like uh, his his real name is Austin Creed, but he's he goes by Xavier Woods in the WWE, and he um he has this gaming channel that he has on YouTube called Up Up Down Down. If you ever get a chance, check definitely give uh check that check check that um 
that gaming channel out and be at the chance. Okay. It's called oh, Up, Up, it Down, sounds Down. Like, sounds like they were able to take a what was a complicated situation and find a win-win solution oh, out of it. Absolutely, yeah. Which is always a good thing. Um, absolutely. Speaking of video games, I recently started playing a game called Forspoken. It came out earlier this year. It's a PlayStation... Oh, it's a PlayStation exclusive, I believe. I, I could be wrong. Okay. I, I, no, I, I think it is. I think it is. It's a very, it's a very fish out of water type situation. So you play as this girl named Frey, who is, she's from the real world, and she's kind of okay. like in trouble with gangs and in trouble with the law, and you know her life is kind of falling apart, and you know she has hopes of. Um, <clears throat> running away with her cat and starting a new life and um she happens upon a bangle that uh, she thinks uh, could maybe make her a nice penny to start a new life so she goes to take it and this bangle transports her into a whole new world uh a fantasy world with dragons and weird creatures and shit and hmm. suddenly she's a fish out of water with no clue what the hell's going on but Things start to work in her favor because in the real world she was good at parkour, and this bangle is magical. So her okay. real world, her real world abilities mixed with the magical bangle has allowed for her to do things in this mystical world that makes her a threat to the enemies. She so I don't know if you ever played or saw Infamous Second Son, but uh, one of the first PS4 exclusives. But there was a um, I remember. We there um, was a... we went to we went to the um we went to the uh the PlayStation event that they had at Summerfest back in 2014 right okay. where they had the the PlayStation trailer that was one of the games that they had on the PS4s in the trailer as a demo right okay so I played a little bit of it and I actually own it too so okay so you know how one of the powers in that game is neon powers and you can hold the circle button and basically like just like speed run around everything like sonic the hedgehog and you got like a trail of yeah. neon flowing behind you and mm -hmm. when they released the prequel game infamous first light that was like the main power of that game so in forespoken once you unlock the ability you can do something very similar where you hold circle while you're running around and she can parkour like up buildings and stuff and you got this trail of like gold magic coming out from behind your feet as you're running around traversing the area she's like doing flips over roofs and stuff it's really really interesting traversal system um and then combat is basically you're just filing, firing projectiles. I'm still very early in the game, so I don't have a lot of magic abilities yet. Like apparently okay. later you get like a you get like a fire sword and stuff like that. But right now the ability mm -hmm. I have is I can summon rocks and fucking chuck them at the enemies. And, but like really nice. fast, it's like it's like pelting. It's like a machine gun, like pat 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 pat, you know. And mm -hmm. it's 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 a very interesting game i haven't like i said gotten far enough into it to give it like a solid recommendation or lack thereof yet i do have one caveat with it and that is that they did not optimize the graphic settings very much so on a lot of these modern console games you have the option to optimize performance or optimize resolution 
Usually optimized mm. resolution means the game will be in 4K at 30 frames. If you optimize performance, the game will run at 60 frames, but it'll drop the resolution down to like 1080p or 1440p with checkerboard upscaling. That's the case for a lot okay. of games. Horizon Forbidden West, it looks really good in resolution mode, but I always choose performance because I prefer higher frame rates over higher resolution. When the frame rate there drops down... When the frame rate drops down to 30 and it starts, I notice it when I'm turning the camera because it looks blurry, it looks choppy, and it bothers me. Mm -hmm. So yep. I always I always do performance mode because I like the camera to look smooth and fluid when I turn it. So Yeah. Um, so I put Horizon Forbidden West in performance mode, and it looks fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Either way, it looks Does the it? difference is barely noticeable to me. However, nice. Forspoken is a different story. The visuals in performance or in, in visual mode are pretty good looking. Mm -hmm. um, nice. And the game, the game is capped at a, what it claims to be a stable 30 frames. However, not good enough for me frame rate, frame rate wise. There's an in-between option called ray tracing. It turns on ray tracing, gives you really beautiful visuals, and it ups the frame rate to 40 frames. It's better, but still kind of janky for me so i turn on performance mode the game's running at 60 frames which is perfect especially because for this game you want a higher frame rate because of how fast the combat is it's just better right. for that well um i mean because like the one of the first boss battles is against a dragon and you're like at, at some mm. point you got to get behind cover when it's spitting fire at you and shit so you know you want to yep. be able to see things <laughs> so um, so I turn on the higher frame rate mode. I'm like, okay, this is better for that. But I immediately notice a difference in the visuals. I'm standing on the side of a mountain. I'm looking at the grass. Resolution mode, grass looks good. I turn on performance mode, grass looks like shit. <laughs> and I can't get over it. I'm like, wow, the sacrifice in this was heavy. They did not, they did not go very hard on the visuals in this game at all. Like, oh, how no, is it that... Games like Horizon Forbidden West uh, can pull it off. They can give us a good performance mode and not sacrifice the visuals too heavy. But then this game, performance mode, makes the visuals look like a PS2 game <laughs> in some cases. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. Um, so that is the only complaint I really have about it. But outside of that... It, like story and gameplay wise I'm really into the story and the gameplay is pretty fun it is fun nice. it is genuinely fun to parkour all over the place with your magic feet mm. like <laughs> oh and the bangle yeah. talks the bangle talks to you and he's got a British accent and he's smarmy and funny <laughs> so there's that nice. too yeah so um uh, I guess I would give the game a cautious recommendation at this point you know like uh, i would right. go, go into it with cautious optimism if 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 anyone's to try it i would recommend trying it but 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 temper your expectations a little bit is all i'm saying yeah you know you got anything else now, yeah actually that i i just saw this come across my facebook news feed. actually no this was not on facebook this was on my twitter feed Posted by Regal Cinemas, uh, and it is for a new Insidious movie titled Insidious The Red Door. Hmm. I'm excited for this. When they did 
Insidious The Last Key. I I thought that was going to be the last one given the given what it was titled, the the last key. Ah uh, yes, like the final destination, wink wink. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, do you remember when when you and I first watched the first Insidious, how creepy it was in that house? Still one of my all-time favorite horror movies, which I thought was doing a fantastic <laughs> job up until up until they revealed the Darth Maul demon. That's when it kind of fell apart for me and got a little goofy at the end, <laughs> got a little action-y. But, but before they did that, like, I, I will, to this day, I will never forget one of the creepiest parts of that whole movie is that, like, the boy claims that there's something in his room and the camera just focuses on a dark corner near the ceiling and there's nothing mm-hmm. there that you can see, but there's just this feeling you get that there is something there. And it's it, it plays on that whole old horror trope that what you don't see is scarier than what you do see. In fact, that's exactly. why the, the 2020 version of Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss, that was such a fantastic fucking movie for that reason alone. Oh, absolutely, yes. That, was, that one was good. Oh, so Invisible Man, th- yes. thoughts on the do we know what this one's going to be about did they give a plot synopsis the Lamberts 10 years after the last installment as Dalton begins college okay so the young boy who was uh, had the ghosts attached to him in the first movie is now a college student yes this is going to be awesome that's not the same lady. Hold on. Hold on. Lynn Shay. They're replacing her. They're... Damn. Okay. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it because it's from, it's from one of my favorite, favorite horror franchises. But I'm actually kind of disappointed that, that they're, they're replacing her. Because she, she made the whole series. Uh, Lynn Shane is actually in um, The Quarry. You're not that far in yet, but she's in it. Nice. Yep. Yep. You'll see her eventually. Nice. So I was say, that's about all the more we know about that movie then. It's just, he's, Dalton's in college now. We'll see what happens. Yes. See, all I remember yeah. about the last last key was uh, Lynn Shane being in it and it being taking place in an apartment. I um, mm-hmm. I know she's been like the connection between all the movies, but what she I she absolutely has. If I remember correctly, Insidious Two like was revealed to be like running parallel to the first movie near the end or something. Like it showed that like. I'd... The dad being in the other world, doing the things he was doing in there, had a direct effect on things that were happening to them in the past in the real world. I believe weird. so. I believe so, yes. Yeah, some weird, warpy-dorpy, timey-wimey shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think I actually have anything else, but you said you had one more thing. Yes, so I recently started watching this show. Uh, that's it's like a it's a it's almost like a game show, but it's called uh, and it's hosted by um, it's hosted by Jimmy Fallon and it's on the NBC network and you can also find it streaming on Peacock. 
It's called That's My Jam. And basically what they do is they have two celebrity contestants uh, on each team. Um, one of the more recent episodes they had, they had Patti LaBelle and uh, Sarah Hyland, where uh, Patti LaBelle and Sarah Hyland from um, uh, Modern Family was on an episode at the same time. Opposite teams, but they were on the same episode. And they play games for, like, points and shit. And one of the games that they play is called Nonsense Karaoke. Now, Nonsense Karaoke, they have, uh, basically, they, they, they play popular songs, but they change the lyrics to something completely ridiculous. And Patti LaBelle got up and she got to sing uh, for um, Nonsense Karaoke. And she ended up singing one of her songs, Lady Marmalade. And at one point in the song, the lyric goes... This is my chihuahua guava. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, no! They com- like, she completely pulled it off. Absolutely, she did. But the, um, the, the way that they mess with the lyrics for this specific game is absolutely hilarious. Now, I might be getting my game shows or in Jimmy Fallon nonsense confused because there's a lot of both, but um, there was, he also, another game that they do on there, he's done on the show uh, on his talk show, the uh, late night with Jimmy Fallon. He, um, or the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon, his, whichever one, his talk show. Um, (laughs) um, it's a musical genre, uh, musical genre challenge or something. They they basically they they choose a song, the the automat the the generator chooses a song and a completely different music type or music genre that they have to sing that song in let's say basically like you get Katy Perry's Firework in the style of heavy metal. Right. Okay. You yeah he does that shit on the on the talk show too. Yeah, I've but seen they do him that, do that, that with um, a lot of singers, but they'll do it like in the style of other singers. Mm-hmm. Yep they um they uh they take it to a whole new level uh on this show. It's called that. It's an my excuse jam. to do impressions. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, like this is. Yeah, it can be found on Peacock and on the NBC network. Which 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 game is it they play on there where they're in the in the sound booth and they get sprayed with water if they fuck up? They have to like finish oh, the, the lyrics. That's called the uh, Doombox. Okay, is that part of that show? Yes. Okay, I thought so. That's I I see that a lot. I've seen that a lot. But I feel like did that was that always a part of that show or did he do that with some? Did he start that before the show? I'm not sure. I feel like I've seen it a couple times, but I've it, never it, heard of this show. Other, but since uh, since before last night, when I when my dad was telling me about it, 
I know people who watch it, and I, I've seen it, like, you know, in the background on different TVs before. Okay. You know what it kind of reminded yeah. me of at first was, um, it wasn't there, what was the name of that show where, um, um, it was like a lip sync battle deal, right? Didn't it he also limps, host lips, that? Lip sync battle, Jimmy Fallon? No, I he don't... didn't host it. He was on it, though. He was on it one time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who that's hosted. Host... I, don't know... I don't know who Lip Sync Battle was hosted by. I don't remember, honestly. This is going to kill me. <laughs> it's hosted by LL Cool J and Chrissy Teigen. Right, okay, I remember Chrissy Teigen being on it. So, the reason I got confused is because Jimmy Fallon didn't host it, but it's based off of another one of his little mini-games he started on his talk show. Oh, gotcha, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, um... Yeah, it's, 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 it's based off of that. So... It's, and it's, apparently you can find Lip Sync Battle on uh, Paramount Plus. Oh, well, there you go. There's something on everything for everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I exhausted my uh, media corner things this time. Uh, normally, I'm consuming a lot more media than that, but I've just been kind of taking it slow lately. I did binge the hell hey, out of that show. Hey, that's understandable. I've been um, trying to finish Horizon Forbidden West, and that's been eating up most of my time, so I haven't really had the time to dabble and jump around between different games like I usually do. <laughs> Gotcha. Oh, but all right then. I think that will take us into this episode's topic of discussion. I'm erasing you and I'm happy! All right, everyone, welcome to this episode's topic of discussion, which this time, well, let me ask you something, Nick. Have you ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, that movie with Jim Carrey? I have, yes. Okay, Great so you know movie. how... Completely, I would say it's completely outside of his, of his normal role. It was, a, it was a more serious role for him. Right, right. And the way I set this up, you'd, you'd think that we were talking about, like, you know, comedy actors who did serious roles or something, and that will be a topic in the future, but that's not today's topic. Today's topic is based off the premise of that movie. You see... In that movie, uh, the two that broke up, they go and have their memories of each other erased to help them get over the pain. There's this new experimental yep. technology, and they can erase select memories. Uh, I'm, if I remember correctly, there's definitely some unwanted side effects. But um, Yes. But... Now, they used this technology for basically a cheap ticket out of dealing with trauma. You know, they, they, want, they wanted to hit the skip, mm -hmm. skip button on feelings. You know, they, they wanted to use this to escape from something. I'm putting a twist on that. Yes. I want us to imagine that this technology is real and we can go and erase our memories of any specific thing that we want to erase our memories of. But rather than use it to erase the bad memories to escape from them, we're going to use it to erase good memories so that we can relive them for the first time again. It's for a good reason. If you've ever had one of those things like, 
a game you played, a movie you watched, a ride that you rode, an event that you went to, a celebration, a, a good time with a friend, something like that that was just so memorable, you know, maybe your first time at a particular haunted house or something. It was like just so memorable, mm -hmm. but it was never the same again. Once you've already been through it once, it's never the same anytime again. It's still enjoyable, but nothing will ever be the same as that first time. So we want exactly. to take this technology and erase the memories of the, of the first time that we did something. And I would assume every time thereafter, because if you have the memory of the second time, it's, it, you know, the, you still remember it if you did it again. So you erase all of our memories of ever having done anything associated with the thing and relive it for the very first time again. Yes. Now, I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to have fun with this topic of discussion. Okay. So if I ask you this, thinking about that, okay, I'll, I'll put you in the hot seat right out the get go here. Do you have, okay. Do you have something that you can think of right off the top of your head? What's the first memory that I you would do. like to get, get this procedure for so you could relive it again? My first time at Walt Disney World with my dad. Ooh, okay. It was so much fun. Man, I just... I remember going on Space Mountain for the first time. I remember going to, uh, I remember, um, my all time favorite ride. If I could, if I could erase my memory for, from ever riding it and just enjoy it for the first time again, that would be awesome. It's currently, currently right now it's known as rock and roller coaster starring aerosmith i think i remember bringing this up in another episode i can't remember what uh what episode it was but i, I think i remember specifically specifically talking about it but yeah it's it's basically a super stretch limo ride to an aerosmith concert with backstage passes so you go into a room and the, it's basically the briefing room before you go into the line. And they've got Steven Tyler and all of the other guys that are part of the band in the recording studio. And they're like, their, their manager pops into the recording studio like, like hey guys, we, we got to go. And then Steven Tyler looks at everybody standing in the briefing room and he goes, well, what about these guys? Why don't we just give them all like backstage passes and get them a super stretched limo too. So yeah, it's essentially a super stretched limo ride to a high speed super stretched limo ride to an Aerosmith concert with backstage passes. Okay. Now. Yeah. Now. So. I, that does bring up an important question because you said that that ride changed, right? So I, be, I, I believe it's under construction right now. I believe they're switching uh, bands. I think they're switching it to 
music from uh, from the classic rock band uh, Queen. But you said it was Space Mountain, and then it was Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh no no no! Space Mountain and Rock Rock and Roller Coaster are two completely different rides. Oh okay, I got. I must have missed a a, a transition there. Okay. I was going to say, though, because it does bring up an important question and an important caveat, because in this hypothetical scenario, we also have to assume that this technology exists right now. We're imagining this right now. With Mm -hmm. that being the case, this is not a time travel machine. This is a memory eraser. You will erase your memories of having lived these things the first time and any time thereafter so that you can relive them again for the first time, but... That's assuming that everything is the same now as it was then, which yes. it, is, it isn't always. So that's the thing, too. We will have to consider when it comes to theme parks and stuff, the fact that rides have changed throughout time. Are you willing to erase your memories of the old ones in order to relive the new ones for the first time again? No, I don't think that's I would. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think I would want to give that up. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, but ideally, is... you're saying you're saying that you would want to relive riding Space Mountain for the first time again. Is that still there? Space Mountain is still there. Yes. Okay, so you could do that one. You could yeah. relive Space Mountain for the first time again. Fun uh, fact. The... Fun fact. There was actually uh, they had to shut down the ride uh, a while ago to install safety bars for the cars because they didn't have them at the time. Oh. The reason that the reason they had to uh, install safety bars is because when you're like going through like the stars part of it where you're, you're like you nothing you can't you can't see anything but like simulated stars. Well, if you look carefully enough, you can also see a bunch of like wires and metal bars and shit Mm. someone thought it would be a good idea to stand up in that portion of the ride and they got themselves decapitated oh Mm -hmm. yeah i think i I, I remember i remember hearing about that i remember hearing about that hell they turned that into one of kenny's deaths on south park they did, didn't they? <laughs> in the in the in the Cartman Land episode. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Okay, so think about it like this then. Not only do you get to re to experience Space Mountain for the quote unquote first time again, but now with safety bars. Exactly. <laughs> There you go. I mean, it's not that. No, this will come as no surprise to anyone. But obviously, this is Florida we're talking about. (laughs) I was gonna say. (laughs) Oh wow. (laughs) Um. So I was gonna say this will come as no surprise to anyone. But obviously, two of mine are um, video games. Uh, one of them is the. Lovecraftian sci-fi horror game masterpiece Soma and mm-hmm. the reason is yes that game that game lived rent-free in my head for ages it still does honestly but like after I first finished it I would lie awake at night just sitting there thinking about the deeper 
implications of that narrative. That the story of that game deals with fate worse than death type of shit. You know, like okay. people just being stuck in unwinnable, horrifying situations, and what it really means to be human. You know, the whole idea behind mm-hmm. that game is like people are having their consciousnesses copied and put into like robots and stuff and to them they are the person they think that they are them they think they are that person but to everyone else they look like the horrible monstrosity they really are and it's this Mm -hmm. it's this weird kind of like you know it, it like picture it like you look at yourself and you see your own hands and skin and your human parts and stuff. But if someone else looked at you, they'd see like a, a robot or something else. Like mm-hmm. it's a horrifying thing to think about. And then just the whole, the world is ended and everyone is trapped at the bottom of the ocean. And the, the only what's remained of humanity is basically copies of people's consciousness uploaded into robots. And it's, Ooh, it's just, man. it's so unsettling <laughs> and yeah, it's one of the that, best yeah. it's it's one of the best games i've ever played it has such serious consequences at the end and i just like you could write a book on the philosophy behind that game i swear to god it's oh i believe it got it, it me and dylan talked about it for ages for ages after that after i played it and he watched my let's play it was I, I've replayed it several times since because have I had you? to dig deeper. Oh, yeah. And they have a... Soma has a safe mode option now, so meaning that the enemies can't kill you. If you go and play the game and you turn safe mode on, they're still there and they're still spooky looking and they'll still get up in your face, but you can't die. You can't take damage. So you can freely go about your business. Yep, yeah. It makes the game basically unlosable. And so the only... The only thing to fear is fear itself at that point, you know? Pretty much. Yeah, so, well, that and complicated puzzles, but... That. (laughs) Um, The other game I'm thinking of is Resident Evil 7 in VR, specifically. Because Mm -hmm. for me, that was the first... Like, I had had a lot of VR experiences up till that, but it wasn't until that game that I was finally sold on the, oh, this is a world of difference. Because that is a first-person horror game, of course. And in VR, it's a lot more intense. And just everything is, horror especially, is like ten times scarier in VR. But in the case of this game, what with it being Resident Evil and all, Mm -hmm. it gave you some significant advantages. So, you know, obviously you still use the right stick on the controller to turn your your camera in the game. Mm -hmm. But since your head is also a camera, you can do things that you can't do in the game normally playing it flat. You could realistically turn your head to look over your shoulder or Mm -hmm. lean in, lean in to peek around corners to know where enemies are and stuff. And let me just say, aiming weapons in first-person games on consoles is sometimes a little janky because a joystick is not as precise as a mouse. You know, first-person aiming is usually better on a computer for that reason. However, in VR, in VR, aiming is super easy. In fact, there were parts in that game where I had a sniper rifle, and I would actually, like, 
I would hold it so that the scope was up to my face in real life in the okay. game. And then I would actually close one of my eyes and I would be able to look down the scope. And it felt real. It felt like I was really looking down the scope, like, you know, um, closing one of my eyes to do it and shit. And nice. it, and just like even with the handgun out in front of you and stuff, aiming is a thousand times more precise in VR, even with a controller. Like, it's because in that game, when you have your gun out, when you are aiming your gun, Wherever you uh-huh. look with your wherever you look with your head is where your gun will aim. So where you're aiming is directly in the center of your vision, which makes it super easy to get headshots when you're playing that game in VR because you're literally nice. aiming with your eyeballs. You know, mm-hmm. and it's got to be one of the most memorable experiences I ever had. I spent so much time going back and forth through the Baker Mansion, getting emblems and keys to put in doors and shit that after a while I knew that place as well as my own home, you know, and it felt re it felt real. It felt like I was really going through these halls and shit. And it was scary at times for sure. Yeah. There's definitely, there's actually a very hilarious reaction compilation of me playing that game complete with Mm. hillbilly banjo music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and uh, yeah it's great and the thing is there's one boss battle in particular where you and the and the bad guy both have a chainsaw you both have a chainsaw and at one point our chainsaws clashed and there were sparks flying everywhere and he got right up in my face and started growling at me and i don't know what it was man but like it all just felt so weird i was in it because it was in VR, and I just, I got mm-hmm. into it, and I, I, I leaned in, and I growled back at him, for real, dude. <laughs> there were a couple times playing that game where I forgot it was a video game, and it started to feel a little bit real. You know, I had to, I had to remind myself. And, but that was when VR was still in its infancy, and it was pretty new to me. Now I've become so desensitized to it that it's, it just feels like a video game in 3D. But, like, when I first did VR stuff, it really did feel like I was in that world. At, you know, it, it, I yeah. got super immersed, you know. It's, oh, yeah. But the more, the more you do it, it starts to lose its novelty after a while. Eventually, you become used to it, and it's, like, second nature. And it's like, oh, this is, this is just like any other game now, but strapped to my face <laughs> instead, you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it... it it's a, that's why I try to take breaks from it. So when I come back into it, it kind of gives me that sense of wonder again. That's another thing I wish I could relive for the first time. Not just that game, but that sense of awe and wonderment the first time I ever tried VR. Specifically, mm-hmm. when I tried it at Best Buy when uh, my brother Dalton was working there and he was like um, hosting a um, uh, a little impromptu vr demo thing they didn't technically have permission to do that and i had posted a youtube video about it and the store kind of got in trouble because the video got a lot of uh attention but (laughs) um (laughs) yeah but it was it was fun i got to when i first tried it it was like it took me through these different sections where i got to look at different things there was a part where a t-rex was walking towards me and it like walked over me and i looked up at it as it walked over me and i was like holy shit that sense of scale man that's otherworldly nothing i they they have to make 
huge strides with VR to ever be able to like provide that same sense of wonderment for the first time again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping I get a chance to try the PSVR two here soon because I hear I hear good things and I'm excited for the visual upgrade mm-hmm. from the old one. Oh man, what other kind oh. of memories are we trying to relive, Nick? Man. Do you I'm have any games this. or movies that you wish you could re-experience for the first time? I wouldn't necessarily say games, but stuff like seeing no games um, so no games so good that it was like man, I just the story was so good that I wish I could like like erase my memory of it and just experience it again. Not that I can think of. Okay, but. Like reliving moments like my first hockey game, my first okay. concert, or one of, uh, or or even a specific concert. The okay, one concert in in particular that I really wish I could erase my memory and relive it again for the first time would be a Bon Jovi concert. The Bon Jovi concert that I went to back in July of 2013. Yeah, that was that was at Soldier Field in Chicago. Tell me, home of, tell me more. Home of the Chicago Bears. Home of the Chicago Bears. Man, I'm telling you, we sat 50 yards from the stage. Um, one of the uh, one of one of the songs that he did was uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive," and this the. They started playing the music, but John Bon Jovi said that he wa- he wanted the the crowd to uh, basically start the song out, and he would pick up whenever he feels the need to, which was like we the 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 audio the the entire stadium was singing the very first verse of that song before he picked up. I, it was one nice. of the one of the one of the coolest experiences I I've ever had, and it was amazing. And do you think if you were to erase your memory of that concert, and then you were go to go see him live again now, that it would be a similar experience? Possibly, yeah. You think it would be just as good? That's good. Yeah, no, that's a serious question. I'm not. I'm not challenging you. I'm curious. Oh yeah, no, no. It's just yeah, no. Definitely. I think. I think it would. It would definitely. Be about the same, because Bon jo- John Bon Jovi, the whole band, they put on one hell of a show, and they always make it entertaining. They never disappoint. Okay. Now you another. Know, I get... Oh, keep, okay, keep uh, going. Uh, Sorry. There was a. There was another um, another like concert related event that I went to that I wanted to that I would love to relive again for the first time. Not necessarily a concert, but it is kind of a kind of a sporting event. It's a, a WWE live, uh, either whether it be a house show or the the the, the SmackDown taping that I went to. I would love to erase my memory of the first one that I went to and relive that over again. 
Uh, if just, only you had was, a time machine. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, I'm telling because I've been to a lot of them. I've been to <laughs> at least I've been to at least five or six. But if you erase the memory of your first one, if you erase the memory of all the ones that you went to, and you went to the next one, and as far as you knew, it was your if your next one that you went to was the first one you ever went to, as far as you knew. Do you think you'd still be as much into it as you are now? Oh, absolutely. One reason. Erasing those memories yeah. wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing either. Because oh, I went to, really? I, I went to, yeah, no, I, uh, I went to a couple of those with my, my, uh, my ex-wife. Ah, I see. Yep. So it's funny that you brought up music, um, because. I was actually just, like, as you were saying what you were saying, I kind of just thought of one on the fly. I think I would love to <clears throat> erase my memory of having ever listened to any song ever by the Gorillas and rediscover them for the first time again. That'd be because awesome. that was a very that was a very memorable moment in my childhood discovering them on that tsunami that first night, which I guess mm -hmm. I would technically have to erase my memory of having seen that, which also means I would have to erase my memory of Daft Punk. Um, yep. But the two always kind of went hand in hand. That would be, you know what? Fuck it, Gorillas and Daft Punk. I would erase my memory of both of them and rediscover them again for the first time. Or as there Daft Punk might say, one more time. Oh. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, because they're both just so... They're very fun bands, and it's like... There are some things that I I wish I could redo. Like, okay, like I know that you are, like, at the point where you feel like trying to catch up on the MCU would be a chore now, so you just you jump around. I actually envy you. I wish I could erase my memory of having watched everything up till now in the MCU and re-experience all of it again for the first time. Yeah. I would love to... Yeah, I mean, I've... Before Endgame came out, I went back and rewatched everything from the beginning. I actually have a collection that is the first three phases, all 23 movies in the first three phases, because they didn't start Jesus. doing Disney Plus shows... They didn't start doing Disney Plus shows until Phase 4. So, all the way from Iron Man to Endgame, I have a collection that has all 23 of those movies in it. Nice. Um, and it is... I should say from Iron Man to Spider-Man Far From Home, because that came right after Endgame and was technically the last movie in Phase 3. Yes. Um, the, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio. Yep. Um, so, I, I I do wish I could erase my memory of a lot of those and relive them for the first time again. Especially because once we started hitting, like, phase three, things started to get a lot better. You know, speaking yes. of things like Black Panther and Spider-Man and all that, those were some of the first movies where we finally started to get villains that actually mattered. Like, not, yes. not that actually mattered. Villains that had actual, like, motivations that made sense. So it, it's stuff like that that makes me want to relive these things for the first time again. You know, movies like yeah. Shang-Chi because of the of the beautiful visuals in that one. Um, gotcha. But then there's also then there's also just like the 
the the holy shit moments too like avengers infinity war had a lot of like moments that were like oh my god whoa shit. yeah there was those a were, lot of intense were, moments in that one the, those are moments that like when you see these in the movies in the movie theaters on the big screen for the first time these moments are like super impactful you know mm-hmm. and um it's just they just don't hit the same again the second time around. Uh, and me, personally, I'm a sucker for, like, um, a long-running connected universe thing or something like that. So, like, if I had just discovered the MCU for the first time today, I would be uh-huh. fucking bes- I would be beside myself with excitement. I would be like, oh, God, I need to know what every last thing is and watch all of it in order because yes. that's just the kind of person I am. Slowly right. but surely I will eventually do that with Star Wars too. Uh I have Yeah, I um I haven't I have watched several any, shows um, and movies. I haven't watched any of the um Mandalorian season three yet. I'm very behind on season three, but I admittedly, I haven't watched Rogue One or Andor. I haven't watched Solo. I haven't watched all of the Clone Wars, although I'm familiar with that mostly, the animated series that's part of it. I I haven't watched The Bad Batch or Rebels or any of that stuff. I have watched Obi-Wan. I watched the first two seasons of Mandalorian. I watched Boba Fett. I watched all of that. I've seen... Most of the movies that weren't... I've seen all the nine main numbered movies. Um, I saw you know, Rise of Skywalker Jedi in... Fallen uh, Order. in the, I saw Rise of Skywalker in theaters. Christmas yeah, Eve 2019. I saw all three of the new ones in theaters too. Now those nice. aren't necessarily movies that I care to erase my memory of and relive, so to speak. I'm... I'm content with the memories I have of them. I don't need to see them again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, it's okay. You know, just the whole thing. I love Star Wars, but none of it is so. None of it is so like. I don't know. I love. I love all the the extended universe stuff and all that. But I don't know. There's just something about the way Marvel does their shit that makes me more drawn to that. And I'm, uh, like, I'm clearly. In, a hardcore fan because I might be the only person I know that actually watches every single movie and every single show in the entire MCU. Everyone else I know just kind of jumps around, but I I yeah. watch everything <laughs> because I I can't not. It's like a weird OCD thing with me, you know. That makes sense. So, um yeah. It, it, it just feels incomplete. If if I skip something, I'll feel like there's a hole in the story, and it'll drive me nuts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, that's just how I am. <laughs> um, so, I... I wish I could go back and redo all that. I, you know, and then when it comes to other long-running franchises, I wish I could relive the Kingdom Hearts games all over again. Even mm-hmm. the not-as-good ones. <laughs> you know? Just because it's just so... There are some things that don't change, even with time. There would be a downside to that, though, because the gameplay of the first Kingdom Hearts game and Chain of Memories are both... They're both kind of dated, so they're hard to go back to now, you know, when playing them by today's standards, even in the remasters, 
unless you grew up playing it. If you have that nostalgia for it already, mm -hmm. then you're good to go. <clears throat> but uh, you can't... <laughs> you know, uh, I, I know a few people who didn't grow up playing those games who tried to get into them and play them now, and they had a mm -hmm. kind of a hard time getting through the early games. And I, I, I don't blame them, honestly. Remasters can only do so much. It's on spin mm -hmm. shine. If you want to fully modernize it, you got to do a full-fledged from-the-ground-up remake. So. Yeah, that. <laughs> and the series is still going, but I think I'm the kind of person that just given what those games are... I would, even if I just started playing them today, I would probably still be into it. I would still, yeah. you know, knowing me and the things I like, I would, I would be into it. You tell oh, me yeah. connected, basically, when it comes to me, I'm like, look, you had me at connected universe franchise, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, crossovers with who? <laughs> I'll take right? it. Right? Yeah. I watched all the all the Arrowverse stuff up to Crisis on Infinite Earths and the end of the end of Arrow, like when season eight ended. Then I kind of fell off of all of it after that, and then the shows all started ending, so it stopped mattering, anyways. But when it comes right. to the MCU and Kingdom Hearts and Assassin's Creed, you bet your bottom dollar I'm on top of every last little piece of fucking information and lore and material and shit that comes out. <laughs> I just watched a YouTube video the other day where somebody sat there and explained the differences between the Chain of Memories game and the novel that that's based on it. Okay. So yeah, There's I a... would... Uh, I would be into them again, I think. Hell yeah. There's a show that I wish I could uh, erase my memory of watching and then go back and rewatch it for the first time. Lucifer. Oh. Good fucking show. Great fucking show. Speaking of connected universes. Yeah, right? <laughs> he made it, He was in an episode of uh, The Flash. Yeah, he was. He made, he he made, made a an appearance in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Did he? Yeah, that's yep. Okay, nice. That's what that was. Nice, very nice. What is it about that show that has you so bedazzled that you would it's love so, to it, re-experience it? It's so funny, like. You got a dude that was ruling hell, and he just got sick and tired of um, how things were being. Like he 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 didn't have any say of what what went on. So he decided to basically say, "Bye, fuck you, hell. I'm gonna go live on Earth amongst the the people." And he had this fucking nightclub, and it was, I don't know, just the way he reacted to things, the way he, um, the way he, uh, interacted with the people was fucking hilarious. Nice. So it's one of those, like, it was like, I, I wish, I wish I could hear the funny parts for the first time again, so I could laugh yes. as hard as I did the first time. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Lucifer. it's like 
like stand-up comedies are, are are funny, but the more you watch the same one, the less and less funny it is each time you watch it because you've already heard these jokes seventeen times. You know, I mean, so that's one of those things. I wish they, they could like. They couldn't have picked anyone better to play the role of Lucifer Morningstar, none other than the great Tom Ellis, as uh, as Lucifer. He was fucking hilarious. Says Lucifer Morningstar has decided he's had enough of being the dusty full servant in hell, and he decides to spend some time on Earth to better understand humanity. He settles in Los Angeles, the city of angels. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's you it's, know, it's funny. Actually, it's it's funny that that we mentioned this because there was actually a point in my life where um. Like, you know, because I had watched some Family Guy early from when it started, but then there was a point in my life where I uh, just didn't have access to it for a good long while, and I missed several seasons of it. And then when I got mm -hmm. back to a point in my life where I had access to it again, I binged the hell out of everything I missed. You oh, know? I bet you did. Um, that's one of those things, yeah, that's why, like... That's why I say I envy people like you who are behind uh, on so many things. And then it's just like, wait, you're, you're not going to do the thing? You're, you're wasting this gift. You've been given the gift of ignorance, and you're wasting it. <laughs> uh, I wish, give, me, give me your ignorance so that I may relive these things for the first time again. <laughs> You can, but no, gladly, I, you can gladly have it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will trade you my knowledge of these things, so therefore you shall know what happened in them without having to watch them. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair trade. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, um... No, but no, I get it. Um, but yeah, so I did. I binged the hell out of everything I missed Family Guy-wise, which a lot of it was season four, which is their longest season. It's like 30-some episodes, so that was that was a long catch-up, but it was worth it. And now I've since seen every single episode of that show ever made, including the banned ones. So One of my favorite episodes of Family Guy was the uh, the, the episode titled I Dream of Jesus... Where, where Peter discovers the surf and bird record. Ah, yes. A joke <laughs> that they brought back a couple times for sure. <laughs> yes. Actually, so it one actually of the... brings me... Wait, no, that wasn't, this, that wasn't this episode. That oh. was a... That was yeah. a it, it, they brought it up in a recent episode. Yeah. So it actually brings me to a good point, too, now that I think about it. And this still relates, but there are sometimes uh, times where you, where people go back, and I know I've done it a couple of times. I know several people who do this. Sometimes you don't want to try something new or watch or catch up on something on your backlog because it just, sometimes the backlog can be intimidating because yeah. for some reason people have gotten it in their mind that it's an obligation to catch up on these things rather than a privilege and it's not. You, it's if it feels like people should 
people shouldn't say, ugh, I have to watch this. I have to play this. They should say, oh, I get to watch this. I get to play this. If they're not excited for it, that's a problem. Backlog shouldn't uh-huh. feel like a chore. They should feel no. like a list of things. They should feel like a list of things to look forward to. But Oh, yeah, most definitely. Un- unfortunately, since there is so much new shit that comes out at such a ungodly speed these days... It, yeah. it can be hard, and it, it can be a little stressful to keep up with all the things you want to keep up with, um, mm-hmm. as well as taking other people's recommendations at the same time. So, yeah. Um, so sometimes you just want to go back to your comfort zone and like go back and rewatch or replay something that you've already done before. With the memories of having done so intact, because now it's because it's a familiar area to you, you know, you don't have to worry about putting effort into understanding something new. You can just go off muscle memory, or if it's a show you've already seen, you can put it on the background while you're multitasking with other shit. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed there are times sometimes with long running shows where I actually kind of forgot about some of the things that happened in the earlier seasons. Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a good example because I recently went back and started rewatching that from the beginning and there were some episodes that I forgot about. Um, and it is almost like rewatching them for the first time again, but as you're watching it, your memories of it start coming back to you. You're like, oh, okay, now I remember this. But there is, you know, as we... in in uh engorge on new memories and whatnot our Mm -hmm. brain has to you know it's it's a filing system there's only so much hardware space up there so you um our brain eventually has to boot old memories into the recycling bin to make room for new ones and um just like anything that goes into the recycling bin on your computer, just because it's been emptied and erased doesn't mean it's gone forever. Those things can always be recovered if you know how. And mm-hmm. memories, I feel, are the same way in that kind of aspect. And so tell me, has there ever been a time that you went and like rewatched a show from the beginning or went back and replayed a game you already played or something like that, and you were kind of like damn, it's been so long since I've experienced this that I kind of forgot about this, that, and the other thing. And some of it was a little bit like reliving it for the first time again. Actually, yes. Um, I can actually speak speak uh, as of something recent that I uh, restart, started watching from the beginning uh, because Season 4 Part 2 is coming out on June 2nd of Manifest. I am re-watching Manifest from the beginning up until... I want to try and have it finished um, before June 2nd so that I can just straight up... Like, I have at least a, a little bit of a time gap, like maybe a week, maybe a couple days before the, uh, the, 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 the final... The final part of the season four part two comes out okay you know that's actually been my excuse for going back and re-watching or replaying things sometimes too there were a couple times back when it was still reasonable to do so and when there mm-hmm. wasn't like you know 
you know, 1,400 games in the franchise. I remember a couple times when a new Assassin's Creed game would come out, I would go back and I would replay the first few again to refresh my memory of the story up till then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did that with the Kingdom Hearts games a couple of times. I did it with a couple of things. I think I might have done it with Uncharted, but I don't remember for sure if I did that or not. Um, but now yeah, I've I done wish... that with shows. No, sorry, go ahead. I've done it. I've done that with a couple of shows too. I've gone back and rewatched Family Guy from the beginning several times, South Park several times. Like I said, Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm doing now. I think I did it with Supernatural once. Um, you know, there's just a mm-hmm. few things here and there, but I do it with easy watch, easily digestible shows. Um, I try to, uh, you know, like your half hour sitcoms and stuff like that. Those are easy background noise shows yeah there was a um i will say lucifer i started watching it right around when the sixth and final season was being released so i i binge watched lucifer for the first time and i've only ever watched through lucifer once because I, i i watched it um, when the when right around when the the sixth and final season was being released, but I do eventually want to go back and rewatch Lucifer. I think it would be fun. So I've never actually had the privilege of seeing the show myself. Um, oh, it's so the good. Way you, the way you the talk it up, I'm gonna probably have to check it out at some point here, though. It's so funny. You can definitely tell from, because it used to be a show on Fox, you can tell where Fox drops off and Netflix picks up because they get away with a hell of a lot more um, on the show than they than they would have on Fox. <laughs> hell of a lot more. They, uh, um. they, uh, they, um, that things get a little risque sometimes. Uh, a little bit risky, uh, not too, not too much. Like American Dad moving to TBS. That, <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> doubling back on erasing memories and reliving for the first time, I actually have an interesting one for you. The, okay. Uh, the haunted funhouse that we used to visit on a yearly basis, Raven's Grin, that we yes. used to go to as a group. Yes, um, yes, yes. That that was fun. See, that's the kind of thing, and they switch it up a little bit every year, but it doesn't change much. And from what I understand, it's still going, and I'm assuming it's still pretty much the same as it's always been. So, um, <laughs> Bro, that's, that's re- something. Yeah, I remember. I remember when they put me in the time machine thing there. And uh, ah. Dalton, Dalton looks at me and he says, Nick, just remember, you can't bring back the pony. What pony? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think that might have been your first time there. You weren't sure what to it expect. It was. It was my first time there. Um, it was so much fun. Yeah. And then yeah. he scared me. It's one of those they things scared that, me like, with, uh, well, they scared me. They scared me with the, the mannequin head, and, and Dalton looks at me again. I was like, no, Nick, don't worry. It's just Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, 
it's one of those things that like the more you go to it you you become a seasoned veteran and you're mm-hmm. just kind of there to see the other people react for their first time but yeah it's one of those things i'll never forget like the first time i went there and we saw on the tv the dude in the clown outfit playing with the toilet paper and laughing hysterically <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's one and then like the furniture starts moving and shit and yes. it just switches from like comedy comedy to horror and back to comedy again and then I remember... fucking discount discount vincent price shows up and does a whole mm-hmm. shtick and it's great i love it um i remember taking was it, did kenny go with us at one point i think he might have yeah yeah he did kyle's gone several people have gone okay yeah i went a couple years um, after um I went a couple of years after I de- after starting to date my ex-wife with her and a friend of hers. We made the trip out to Mount Carroll for it. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I've heard Not as fun as the times we went, there. though. <laughs> um... Yeah, because there's just so many, like, going down that slide for the first time from the attic all the way to the cellar and stuff like that is just... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In in just some of the things, because the first time you go through it, you're not knowing what to expect, and you hear all these stories from other people that kind of, like, hype you up for it, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, and some of it does, I, some of it does change a little bit every time, but not enough to make it that significant of a different experience, so... yeah. Like I would love to re-experience that for the first time again because oh, was, absolutely, yeah. That was one of those. That was one of those things that like you just you can't recreate that first feeling, man. No, uh, you really of, can't. <clears throat> that was a fun. That, that was a fun one to go to. Oh, that was always one of the greats for me, for sure. An- another uh, thing that we did together that I would I wish I could uh, go back and relive for the first time. Was the uh, I, I brought it up earlier? Um, the um, the PlayStation event that they had at Summerfest back in 2014. Uh, another one of those wishful thinking ones that we need a time machine for. <laughs> yes. Of course. I mean, granted, this is all sci-fi technology, anyways. But in our hypothetical, but yeah, that's one that. Um, you'd need not only a memory eraser, but a time machine to relive, too. You erase your memory of that, and it's just going to be gone today. Yep, pretty much. Unfortunate, unfortunately. But, yeah, that is one of those things that, man, it has you thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I wish they I wish they still <clears throat> did stuff like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I went to Summerfest back in 2018. And I saw Machine Gun Kelly, and they had the PlayStation trailer there. Oh, they did. Okay. They did, yeah. So from the I didn't sounds know they were of still it, doing it then. From the sounds of it, um, they might might have made it a regular thing. Maybe COVID changed a lot, and a lot of things that stopped that's, did not start back up again. That's so. true. Summerfest is something yeah. that'll always be around, though. That's yeah. Summerfest will always be around, but I'm saying like certain things, like those um, certain types of events and stuff like that, just don't happen anymore. Gotcha. Like, I mean, 
E3 is not going to be a thing this year, but that's just because too many people, too many companies have pulled out. You know, PlayStation yep. and Nintendo basically stopped doing it since uh-huh. like 20, 2019, You know, um, now we have Summer Game Fest instead. It's just the way these are all going to be things that we're going to get more deeper into in the in the digital future episode, though, because that's <clears throat> the the those are all. That that's actually going to be a big point of that one is the fact that a lot of things the push to digital happened faster because of COVID. Yes. Um, so, but yeah. Oh, so many memories, so little time. But um, I think that was a good discussion. I'm going to call myself satisfied with it. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. All yeah, right. I think Did that was a any... good. Yeah, it was a good talk. Did you have anything else? Um, hmm. Going back and uh, reliving seeing Larry the Cable Guy live in concert at the NIU Convocation Ooh. Center. I uh, my my mom used to put like extra shit in our Easter baskets. So she got me the layer of the cable the the book that layer the cable guy wrote, and in it, what looked like a bookmark was actually a ticket to see Larry live at the NIU Convocation Center in DeKalb. So what did I do? I took my, I I, I took and I wore my. Uh, my Larry the Cable Guy camo hat, and I took one of my flannels and cut the sleeves off and went went literally dressed as fucking Larry the Cable Guy to a Larry the Cable Guy show. And it was just so much fun. Nice. Nice. And he's still touring, I, I right? I believe like, so. Does he, he still he, do? He um he's got this uh this channel on uh, Sirius XM satellite radio with Jeff Foxworthy called Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup. Oh okay. But they nice. also um they also have uh. Okay, let's see. He's also got something that he does on his own called uh, Larry the Cable Guy and the Fun Bunch with a completely separate group of people. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, Larry the Cable... And then you got A Comic Mind hosted by Jeff Foxworthy and then Jeff and Larry's comedy specials. Yeah, that's all on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Nice. Fun fact, I used to work for them. Alrighty then. Well, I think that'll do it for the conversation this time. Uh, yes. We, 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 we covered some pretty pretty good ground there. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Nick, unless you have any finishing thoughts, I think that'll actually do it for this episode, too, overall. I don't think I have any finishing thoughts this, this, this week. Okay. Well... All I can say is hypotheticals are fun and all, but, you know, 
cherish those memories, folks. They're, yes. they're, they're, they're good memories for a reason. They're your yes. core memories if you've ever seen Inside Out. You know? Exactly. It's, it's fun to play pretend, but at the end of the day, those uh, those memories make you who you are, and exactly. erasing them could, could change who you are. You know, exactly. Even if you were to relive them now, maybe there was a... Maybe you lived that thing at the time you lived it for a reason. You know, maybe that was mm-hmm. the time of your life it needed to come in. So, exactly. But, yes, cherish the memories, folks. But all right, yes. that'll be it for this episode. Thank you all so much for watching, and once again to my co-host for joining me. Um, let me know your thoughts in the comments down below if you have any memories that you wish you could erase and relive for the first time again. Let me know uh, down there in those comments and click that like button if you enjoyed this. And uh, as usual, we will catch you in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.